So the cats and I had a bad week. Oh, no, Paula. I know. So we took grandma, who's my kitten. We took grandma to the vet on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. They give her a little deworming pill. Sure. Because I gave her some tapeworms thinking it would keep her spelt. Sure. Yes. It's the kind of thing that you have to do to just make sure that when you've got a model cat, there's only so much time where you can be on top. And so at a certain point, it's worth it. You got to maximize her, you know, income abilities now. Yeah, especially because, you know, if we've learned anything from Joe Exotic and the rest of the Tiger King crew, like grandma's not profitable after nine months. We took the wrong lesson from Tiger King. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but um, grandma's a, a little farm. She's a little farm kitty. Uh, so she had, I don't know, worms. Uh, mm-hmm. And so they gave her whatever. I, I don't, I've never had a, a cat with worms. I don't have a lot of experience with worms, but they have to give her several pills over the course of a couple of months. Sure. So she Makes we sense. give her the pills, uh, get her on my lap in the car. Cause she sits, I'm, when I'm the passenger, she sits on my lap in our little leash immediately upon getting in the car, gets diarrhea all over me. Mm. Very fun. Very cool. So then Thursday we take Tallulah. And if you're new to the podcast, Tallulah is close your eyes for a second. Now open your eyes. Uh, picture the devil himself. (laughs) (laughs) And that's my cat. And so Tallulah's enormous for a cat. Tallulah's over 20 pounds. Mm. She is, she is the size of like a medium sized Jaguar. (laughs) She's in a carrier. Sure. She's in the carrier. We're walking her in. Let me tell you what. It is already a tension-filled situation. There's already cuts on me from trying to get her in this cage. Mm-hmm. So we're carrying the carrier in the parking lot. Josh, it erupts. It Wait, collapses <laughs> under her weight. So I, David, has to like dive in, trying to start putting it together. I tackle Tallulah like a football player so she can't run away. Tallulah in shock, pees herself, and in turn, pees me. Mm. <laughs> her pisses all over us. Then, so so then we have to hobble up to the vet, cover me and Tallulah both fully covered in cat pee, carrier in three or four pieces. At this point, we are 12 to 15 minutes late. Everyone else standing outside has like a perfect little French bulldog. I come in, a cat being like, ah! <laughs> Blood gushing down my arm, and I'm like, here she is. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's so bad at the vet. It takes the vet, it takes two technicians, and she has to be wrapped up. And essentially, they put a Hannibal Lecter mask on her. Oh, jeez. I know. So, long story short, she's going on Prozac. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's the story of the vet this week. Wow. Yeah, I was. <laughs> First off, I'm sorry you had that experience. I have been covered in every kind of matter that can come out of a cat. See, this is actually what uh, I wanted to talk about, is that I was waiting for you to hit the triple crown, which was also being thrown up on by one of the cats. The week's not over. (laughs) This is true. Also, have you considered that perhaps uh, Tallulah used her uh, spawn of satan energy to just explode the cage and was not aware that this was something that she could do and that's why she, she did it up. with her mind yeah she did it with her mind yeah 
And, oh, I should also mention, so the way the vet is, like, set up, the parking lot is in the back, right? Mm-hmm. But the parking lot's actually in the back behind a restaurant. And so this all happened by a restaurant patio filled with people eating outside. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Being Earnest, a very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And we're here to talk about the earnest and sincere news of the day. News. You say that like we're going to come in being like, well, howdy doody. This week, Mars discovered a dog. That would be huge news, Paula. And imagine if we broke that news. (laughs) Can you like, can you believe I used to be a journalist and the best (laughs) news I could think of was like wrong on several levels. (laughs) (laughs) I love the idea of CNN being like uh, the being earnest (laughs) podcast known for talking about which train they'd most like to fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Discovered a dog on Mars. (laughs) (laughs) What's our topic this week, Paula? All right. So our topic is going to sound a little pervy. Which we are. I'm kidding. (laughs) We're not. We're very straight laced. Our topic is physical touch. Parentheses. The love language episode part two. Yes. (laughs) So Um, here's the deal. We, Josh and I have a couple of, um, we keep, essentially, we just keep a list of podcast topics, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know why I said right. Like, that wasn't true. Yes, we have a list of podcast topics. And sometimes Josh will shoot up in the middle of the night and put, like, what if Jim Morrison sold Dr. Pepper? And then, like, the next morning, we have to be like, what was that? Um, well, what if Jim Morrison <laughs> sold Dr. Pepper? I think My improv skills are like so rusty at this point. <laughs> Honestly, I think Dr. Pepper would own a larger market share if Jim Morrison had sold it in the 60s. Anyway, go ahead. Or if, he, or if he came back, it turns out he faked his own death, came back and was like, I'm a spokesperson. I've been the doctor this whole time. I'm Dr. Pepper. (laughs) And welcome to my show. Uh, And this is MTV Cribs. Um, Okay. So Josh and I... Back in the 90s and the early 2000s. Look, he's like a little bit behind the times, okay? Deal with it. You know how behind the times you would be if you faked your own death? That's true. I wouldn't have any news sources. Yeah. Out of here. Um, Okay. So Josh and I keep a list of topics. And sometimes we say to ourselves, it would be so fun if we did a series on this. And then we'll do the first part of that series and then we do not revisit it. So examples would include the senses, um, areas of the country, years, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> love languages. And then now we're now we're slowly kind of starting to revisit part two of these 14 different 12 part series. Yeah. Well, you know, at a certain point, you know, the, I assume all of our listeners are Ernie's and Bert's out there have been keep, keeping the wiki up to date and, uh, we just need to do it for you all. You've been clamoring for it. And, you know, at a certain point, there's some fan service that needs to be done. Um, <laughs> I, there are a couple disclaimers we want to make before we dig into the love language physical touch. Physical touch. <laughs> First off, right now, be very careful about it. You know what I mean? Like, there's there people only do physical touch with people in your bubble. Only do physical touch while wearing full gloves. Yes, and the masks. Full. Uh, what are they like? The 
zip up body suits with the hood. hazmat suits hazmat suits yeah exactly and with like you know those uh toy grabber things like that's how you can hold hands from five from six feet apart but we wanted to talk about this regardless secondly um lots of love languages are inherently just like good so words of affirmation um like there's no and i also think before we start i think that love languages we think of only applying in romantic love sure and uh i'm on the record as like i think that friendship love is like familial love like that kind of stuff is just as important as romantic love and i think sometimes like we have the same needs in them you know like the way that if you are somebody who like wants words of affirmation from your partner, then of course you're also going to want words of affirmation from your friends, from your parents. I have not read a book on this. I will not read so much as an article about this, but it makes sense in my head, you know? I agree. And I also think to add on to that, that you can also get different, you can have needs of different love languages from different people in your life. And that is healthy that you might need primarily physical touch from someone, a partner, a friend, whoever it might be, but then someone else in your life fills the role of, you know, giving gifts or acts of service or things like that. And mine is all get me gifts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want bus, bus driver, postman, everyone in my life, give me gifts. Sure. I think the important disclaimer here that the second one is though, is also that, um, physical touch should be consensual. Always. (laughs) Always. <laughs> yes, that goes without saying. Yeah. Well, but yes, you're very right. And, but what 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 we had talked about before is I think the really funny thing with physical touch is like, there's no way, like words of affirmation, always positive. Words of affirmation. Sure. Uh, I don't know the others. Giving gifts, acts Giving of service. Gifts, acts of service. Those all are like, quality really time. Like, you know, but with physical touch, that could be anything. A, a person could ride their bike over your foot and you've been physically touched, baby. <laughs> I, I I don't know if that's, that's what they mean, but I do You don't agree know it's not you. what they mean because you also haven't read the book. I also haven't. Uh, there's a book about love languages where all of this comes from. I think Look Oprah it wrote it. I think uh, Oprah wrote it. I don't think so. Maybe well, Oprah, but I, maybe O Magazine featured it. Maybe. Um, but anyway... We're going to talk about one of them, which is physical touch. Yes. This week. Anyway, that's how a podcast works. So I think, Paula, you hit on something that's really interesting, which is... Not on purpose. (laughs) But that, like, in any relationship, platonic, romantic, whatever, uh, like, interpersonal relationships that you have with other people, there are different accepted levels of physical touch in a public setting. Um, and so like, I think one of the big ones that gets, that got me before we all, you know, weren't allowed to see each other again, um, was people who felt like they could put their hand on my shoulder. Did you like it or not? No, it's, it goes along with like people calling you like buddy or bud. (laughs) You know what I mean? It just, I hate it. Powerful move. It is. It really is just to be like, I hear you there, bud. And it's like, we're not. We're not there, bro Chacho. Like, we're not we're not <laughs> I, ready for you to be touching my shoulder. I might get hard canceled for this, but whatever. Um, I at one point, not at not at where I currently work, not at where I worked before this, jobs ago. There was very briefly uh, a, a higher up person. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So we're talking, and this guy just rolled in with a cool guy energy. Sure. You know what I mean? He's cooler than all of us. And um, he uh, he would call like any group of men, like his wolf pack. Oh, no. <laughs> We'd be like, let's get the wolf pack together. And uh, I'll never forget one time his cell phone rang. We were like in a meeting. I, I mean, I was never in a meeting with this guy. I was like so low level. But we were all in like a room and his cell phone went off and it was the ringtone was that and you can tell everybody <laughs> I'm the man I'm the man <laughs> I and really was, thought you were gonna go with Elton John but no. it's, it's the remix one it's but, the yeah. remix and he just answered it was like hello this is Joe Joe is not his name but like you know hello this is Joe so it's like that wasn't like an inside joke with somebody that was his ringtone for everything oh no this yes. is like this guy is a is straight out of a like a bad improv scene and that is a shoulder clapper yeah 100 you know what i mean he loves to clap the shoulders he loves to call anyone under six foot five like little guy or like yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right exactly a lot of a lot of shoulder slapping a lot of like 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 weird winking yeah (laughs) hey hey yeah that's what i'm talking about i'm gonna go get another round (laughs) you want to talk about hunting (laughs) Oh, oh God! You I gotta have... drink a. You gotta drink wine. <laughs> no, now it's see. I was. I thought he was harmless, and then now you made him a bully. <laughs> like, cause it's harmless to be like, oh, it's a wolf pack. Like, that's not hurting anyone. It's just annoying. Um, versus versus being like, I hunt for sport, and the only sport I hunt is man. <laughs> Um, so Josh, that actually, that actually leads me to my first question of the physical touch episode. How hard do you think it would be to hunt a man? <laughs> Paula, I have a, an important question. Yeah. Which, Which man? Oh, okay. All right. Um, let's say, let's say, uh, younger me, younger you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. mean to jump in there, but. Yeah, that sounds exactly like. Or even like, what if? What? How hard would it be to hunt yourself? Someone's cloned you. Okay, someone's cloned me. How hard would it be to hunt them? I would be so easy to hunt. (laughs) I would be. I'm not very fast. I can't climb. I don't like being in uncomfortable situations. I never come prepared for like any survival thing. It's like, what am I gonna do? Like throw my like go to confetti at them. Can we just unpack go-to confetti for a moment? I would just like look at them and be like, before you hunt me, I haven't finished this season of Selling Sunset. I want to know what happens with Davina. (laughs) We owe people, we still owe people some compliments. I've been getting to it. If you're somebody who paid Josh and I $5 for a compliment, I will say, number one, the money has gone to charity. Don't worry. Number two, we will get to the compliments. We've been going through a lot. Josh had, you know, I I don't even know what you've had. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a month, folks. Um, We are on it. And if you're somebody who I owe tiny clay food to, honey, I'm getting to that too. I'm imagining you and David having like um, bug out bags. You know what I mean? But they're right next to the glitter bags. And you're like, which which one is it? Which one is it? Uh, <laughs> I mean, why did I put glitter in a in a tactical backpack? <laughs> why didn't I put it in a glitter backpack? Yeah. Um, how how easy do you think it would be to hunt you? 
Um, I think the key to hunting me is forcing me to have to make a decision. Yeah. And then I just... What? Yeah, pretty easy. I think it'd be pretty easy. I think if I just thought about it rationally, it'd be pretty easy to both hunt down, find, and kill myself. So all the aspects. Right. So easy. Well, but I think... For anyone who wasn't me, it would be easy. I think at, while I was hunting myself, I would have a lot of self-doubt being like, but that's exactly what hunted me would want me to do. <laughs> and I'd run myself in circles around yeah. that. And so at a certain point, like either I would escape or hunted me would also be doing the exact same thing. And we'd both like bump into each other on the street. And then I guess I'd stab myself. <laughs> I think now assuming... Assuming that so so in this scenario we are hunting ourselves. Yes, and not each other. Got Let's it. Got be it. Got very it. Clear about this. Now, in a situation where we were being hunted by a stranger, I think what would get you is I would panic and you would go, Paula. We've just got to use logic, but you would forget that this person hunting us has no logic. Do you know what I mean? Like they have no code. Like, yeah. Yeah. You would be like, we just need to have a conversation with them, and you, <laughs> then this this guy, because of course it's a guy, would just be like, hunted, done. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even get the sexual pleasure out of hunting you that I was hoping for. <laughs> I I can't imagine like people being like the most dangerous game is man. Are you serious? You think that it's more dangerous than like a bear? <laughs> right. Like I don't have any weapons. I'm just a person. The average person can't climb or run that fast. Like no, a, an animal is way harder to hunt yeah. and way more dangerous than a man. The most useful innate skill or trait I have is a <laughs> razor sharp wit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to help me against a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's never like a. Now, I'm specifically thinking of the Gilligan's Island episode where they get hunted. I, but, I've never seen Gilligan's Island. I just know the theme song. Okay, well, you're make you're you're making a big mistake in your life, buddy. Okay. <laughs> but um I don't know. It's, it's you know, it's a show, it's a classic. But uh it's never like they're like, we're gonna hunt you, but we're gonna give you a couple guns too. <laughs> sure. Like it's like this is easy breezy. <laughs> right. People get hunted all the time. They're called serial killers. And that brings us to solving our first crime. <laughs> <laughs> the, the dog on Mars <laughs> killed another dog. <laughs> this um, week on cereal. Yes. But I do think that there, to get back to my original point, um, physical is, touch, physical, yeah. <laughs> there, it's. Uh, I had a, um, a theater teacher in college who uh, made the point that the first time two characters touch on stage, mm-hmm. it needs to mean something. Like, and I think that that's true in real life. Like the first time you make physical contact with someone else, again, whether it's romantic or otherwise. We're, and we're assuming, and Josh said this, but like default, we're not being creeps about this, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, like the first time you high five someone, yeah. like you take like a step in your relationship. The first time you hug someone yeah, is like a, a, a step in a, in a, in a relationship with some other person. Um, yeah. But like that being said, the government doesn't want us to high five anymore. Right. The government has come out and they've said, no, is it high fiving or they don't want us to shake hands? Maybe it's shake hands. I think it's they don't want us to shake hands anymore. Yeah, I think all of the nerds in the science department don't want us to shake hands anymore. Yeah. I'm, scientists are really important. We should listen to what they're saying. And, no, and no. Fake. <laughs> 
Uh, they don't want us to shake hands anymore. So I guess, uh, Paula, my question to you is, as a big business boy, what am I supposed to do if I can't keep shake hands and and uh, give people business cards? Open mouth kiss. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 okay, you know what would be weirder than an open mouth kiss? A lot. I Not much. <laughs> Lick them like a dog. <laughs> sure. Absolutely nothing sexual or sensual about it, but you just lick their cheek yeah just being like yeah i uh i honestly think that there's a lot of synergy between our two companies i'm really excited about this i'll uh let's maybe follow up next week yeah let's do that i'm so glad i w- we met at this conference lick. <laughs> <laughs> all right let me toss out another one then if you're not about the face licking sure now this one i think is really good because it's no it's not skin to skin contact sure you pillsbury doughboy them <laughs> <laughs> so you have an agreement and then when you're done you poke them right in the belly and they have to go <laughs> oh my god hi thank you so much for showing me this house i really love it um i think we want to put in an offer you what we have a Woo-hoo! deal <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i hate that and i love it that really got me um I'm just yeah. Now I'm imagining like like two two heads of state being like, I'm so glad that we avoided nuclear war. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> On television, like yeah. like the <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev, <laughs> tear down that wall. <laughs> That's not how the tear down this wall went. It's not like Gorbachev was also sitting there with Ronald Reagan and he was like, well. You make a good point, cowboy. Well, no, no one had asked him. Also, why is Gorbachev Gipper. John Wayne? Gipper. That was Ronald Reagan's nickname. Yeah. You make a good point, Gipper. <laughs> That's not even Gorbachev. That's Reagan who said that. I know. Gorbachev didn't tell himself to tear down the wall and then <laughs> shake his own hand and be well, like... Well, at a certain point, he probably had to look himself in the mirror and say, like, Mr. Gorbachev, do I need to... Tear down this wall? Maybe I do. <laughs> also, apparently, I'm vampire. <laughs> Gorbachev never asked what Gorbachev wants. Yeah, why no one ask what Gorbachev wants? If Gorbachev inherit wall, <laughs> Gorbachev not even build wall. Wall. <laughs> Gorbachev want to be artist. Yeah. Make us a big popsicle paintings. <laughs> Why Ronald Reagan get to be in movie pictures? Sometimes Gorbachev want to be in pictures. Want to be in film. We we just really did the impossible. We covered 50 accents in 30 seconds. <laughs> they, we'll, we'll talk to you soon, Guinness Book. Um, but yeah, high fives are super weird, right? Yes. Yes. High fives are super weird because, um, and that's not something we can really adopt into everyday society because it's, it's real casual. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I, it's just, it's very odd in particular situations. Like a, a high five is absolutely mwah, chef kiss, gnocchi, gispochi, perfect for certain, certain situations and other ones you just, it's just hilariously bad. Oh, sure. Can you imagine like a doctor coming out being like, well, we did everything we could to save this patient. And unfortunately, it didn't work. But 
I'd like to thank you for everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. I don't know why a doctor would say it that way, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally. He's a cowboy doctor. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, now I'm also, I know that we want to. You know, high fives are weird, but I can't get out of my head that the, the Pillsbury Doughboy thing. <laughs> Just, I honestly think the Pillsbury Doughboy thing is perfect because you're touching them fully clothed. <laughs> you know, it's not getting to everything. And if I knew that someone was going to be poking me in the belly all the time, I would definitely start working out or considering <laughs> it. I think there's like an evolutionary piece of this, though, that like, aren't we bred to think that like our stomach, that part of our stomach is the most sensitive and like, <laughs> like vulnerable part and like that's why we go into a fetal position when we are scared like you're you cover up your vital mm-hmm. organs so like the the unannounced or even announced poking of a belly is like uh-huh. after you're a baby like you're developmentally like evolutionarily when we were not predisposed to like it well and i think the problem is it's like a power dynamic right because it's sure. like if if somebody's poking you and you're doing the woohoo that means <laughs> That they have the power over you. So it really would have to be a double poke situation. A double penetration. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like they would, you would have to both poke the belly in order to really, really truly achieve equality. Yeah. Well, so this is actually important because what you've stumbled upon is we've actually figured out the equivalent of the like who breaks the handshake first. It's the same power dynamic that you just keep poking back and forth. Back and forth until one person stops. Well, and then you get weird yeah. about sometimes people kind of like limply poke you versus like a nice firm poke. Well, and a firm poke, you know, sometimes men with handshakes go too hard to try to prove some sort of weird point. So imagine like that would eventually turn into just socking the person in the stomach. Yeah. And that's yeah. how Houdini died. It's true. It's true. Our greatest trickster. Greatest trickster. Did you have to ever do a handshake training? Because I had to do handshake training. I'm sorry, you had to do what? I had to do handshake training. I, some of us are born with it. <laughs> I kept trying to give him my foot, so I was sent to a sure. special handshake class. Wait, so, when did you do handshake training? I uh, did, um, not to brag, but in sixth grade, I was chosen for Minnesota Mile, a youth leadership conference. Thank you. Like leadership, like political leadership or like youth ministry leadership? It, you know, it wasn't really any of the above. It was just like kind of learning to be a leader. And I don't remember all the details of it. And I don't know why I went there. And I don't remember where I slept. And it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> what this matters, is the mystery we solve. The mystery we solve. And you know what? It must have been high school. But either way, we had to do a handshake training class. And we spent 45 minutes to an hour learning about shaking a hand eye contact, the firmness, and then we had to practice with everybody. And of course you went for those straight up hotties first. <laughs> Look, I'm no fool. I was born on a Sunday. I wasn't born last Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I went straight to the hunks being like, shake those hands, honey. I like that this is your, uh, that the physical touch episode has been like, yeah, I just want to shake the hand of all the hot boys. <laughs> not like I want to French them. Not like I want to feel them up. It's like, no, I would like I, to get a firm, consensual, two-person political handshake from from the hottest boy in Minnesota in 2000 and whatever. <laughs> a few future leaders of Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 
so Paula, we've been talking for maybe 30 minutes on the rough version of us uh, talking um, about physical touch. I want to just break off a little bit. And uh, so can we talk? Five about- useful minutes. Yes. <laughs> People <laughs> listening are like, no. <laughs> yeah, it takes the whole day. <laughs> um, I want to talk about virtual touch mm. for a moment here. Boop. I just virtually <laughs> touched you. Oh, wow. Oh, I can't decide if I'm hot or if I'm cold in here. Mm. Maybe I'll just go one sleeve on. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> that's never been. That's never been a choice I've ever made. Listeners at home, Ernie's and Bert's. Paula just made the choice too because she was feeling. Wasn't sure if she was hot or cold. She took her cardigan and just took one sleeve off. So currently, like a Roman senator, she is sitting <laughs> in her normal clothes with her left arm in a cardigan and her right arm not in a cardigan. Josh, it is a hoodie. I'm I can't see your back. I don't Wait. I don't look at how weird this looks, ready? <laughs> Listeners at home, Paula is high-fiving herself uh, in a way that looks like she's two different people high-fiving. <laughs> oh, someone off screen is choking Paula. <laughs> what if what if that's how we could tell left and right apart is because shirts only had (laughs) sleeves on one side do you want to hear my confession what is it i still sometimes have a hard time with left and right really yes isn't that so embarrassing it's i mean no it's just like it's just a thing it's It's just like something in my brain it's like i sometimes like if somebody's like like oh it's to the left i have to go "Mm," and then i have to glance out of my hands and i have to be like the l on that hand looks like a left. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you you know it's left because you hold up your your thumb and your your thumb and your forefinger and it looks like an L. It looks like an L and not a backwards L. Yes. What I want to ask about virtual touch, since we're in a mostly virtual world where we are all quarantined. Living in a virtual world. You know how like the cursor on your mouse changes depending on what you're looking at mm-hmm. like it's normally the kind of on a mac it's the like arrow but then if you're over a link it's the glove mm-hmm. um but then sometimes like it can be the like crop or the expand or or contract kind mm-hmm. of thing or it can be the the crosshairs if you had to be clicked by one cursor which cursor would you want to be clicked by Ah, yes, Josh, the age-old question. Yes, the ancient Sumatrans Ah. struggled with this. The Mayan calendar is riddled with these questions. I believe that if you, you know, go into the pyramids, it's kind of the complex hieroglyphics on the wall. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, probably the hand, right? The glove? Yeah, because a, a cursor looks pointy, like it would hurt. Yeah, but at the same time with the glove... You know what I mean? Glove like soft. Yeah, well, glove soft, but also glove not glove not hand. Sure. You know what I mean? There's a layer of something in between the physical touch. I think I think I'd want to be touched by uh the crop icon. So what? So I can crop you? You know, just like really focus on one part of my body. Just like really focus on that one part. Like a massage. Zoom it out. Yeah, zoom it out, zoom it in. You know what I mean? Just like really kind of knead me like a dough. Perv. I'm not a perv. (laughs) This is all hypothetical. 
I think of like virtual touch. I always think of like when you had Neopets as a kid. Remember mm. Neopets or uh, not Neopets, sorry. Tamagotchi. Always reminds me of like Tamagotchi or Gigapets as a kid mm. because there would be an option to pet your pet, but it was just a button. So it would just be like boop, 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 like a little hand hitting your pet on the head. <laughs> like and that's a, virtual touch to me. That's <laughs> that or uh, controlling the Sims and making them touch. Mm-hmm. Woohoo. Yeah, is there? Well, not just woohoo. Well, all leading up to it. <laughs> yeah. The goal of The Sims is to woohoo, just like life. <laughs> and that's what they really got right. Um, Paula, did I tell you that there is a comp- there is a TV sh- show that is either streamed or on TV of a you know how the like esports exists for like shoot 'em up games? Yeah. There is a Sims competitive esports show that exists and, and they didn't invite me yeah i'm sorry to break it to you I, I mostly wanted to tell you so that you could whoop all their asses oh thank you <laughs> they may maybe they're not familiar with my greatest hits like the one time i made a room from seinfeld <laughs> <laughs> so wonderful thing in life is being able to pet pets right sure. um now, this might be a similar question to the last one I asked, but if you could be pet by any wild creature and they were petting you, which oh. wi- which creature would you want to be pet by? Well, it okay, so um, like a chimp or something has has hands. Sure. But the problem is I feel like they wouldn't really pet very soft. Sure, 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 sure. Now, something like a dolphin could be kind of fun because slippery. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, probably dolphin. Dolphin. Mm-hmm. What do you think? So the thought process I'm going through is a lot of the time the fuzziest creatures with the best toe beans have um, claws. Yeah, and can you imagine Tallulah petting you? She tries every day. She <laughs> tries all the time. Scars. Yeah, I was gonna say like a big fuzzy bear would be like kind of nice, but at the same time, I don't know that the bear wouldn't, you know, mm-hmm. have There's a lot big... of ways that could go wrong. Right. Exactly. Lots of ways you could go wrong. I fostered dogs. And when they try to pet you, they're still like claw, you know, yeah. and they're not even, you know, they don't even have hunting claws anymore. Imagine a bird. I don't like birds. We've already established this in the being earnest universe. I really don't like birds <laughs> though. What if a, does a bird pet you with its, with its talons or does it pet you with its wings? I suppose it would depend on how gentle the bird was. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, what about a bat? Like a little bat with the little bat hands. Just giving Ooh. you little pets. Now, see, the only problem is rabies. Okay. Well, this is all in a universe where like you, you could pick any, you, you could pick any, any creature and it could pet you and it wouldn't be dangerous. You know what I mean? Well, in that case, if we're looking at that, why are we not looking at a raccoon? Because <laughs> raccoons, I, I, I will stand by the take that a raccoon is an uncanny valley between man and beast. I would do anything to have a pet raccoon in my house right now. Washing my dishes, <laughs> rubbing my feet, a perfect little husband. <laughs> I was going to say, you want a raccoon butler, is what you want. A little raccoon butler husband. It comes in and it's like, Miss Paula. I don't know why he's Southern. I was going <laughs> and for And I British don't want him to speak to me yeah. much like a real husband. 
<laughs> I'm like a real husband. I sound like a Kathy cartoon. Yeah, right. Ack. Ack. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. I think that's going to do it for I us. Think that's going to do it for us. Thank you for tuning in for yet another week. We really appreciate it. We have a plea for you. If you're enjoying this podcast, yes. if there's there's two relatively simple things that you can do for us that would just make us feel so happy. And, you know, at the end of the day, love languages are all about making people feel happy um, and making yourself feel happy. And what is the greatest thing that you can do to do that? It's writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> A five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We hope we've earned it at this point. Uh, it really matters. Also, the second thing you can do is share with a friend. And if you do, and you do that on social, if you share this kind of thing, make sure to tag us. Um, we'll probably say something really nice about you in the process. Aww. Or we'll do it in six months. Yeah, but no, I, Paula, I chose those words very specifically. We will probably say something nice about you. I didn't put a time frame on it. At some point. Yeah. Yeah, at some point in the future, yeah. <laughs> Folks, we forgot to ask for Ernest moments this week, but if you have them, please send them over to us. Uh, Josh, did you have anything Ernest happen to you this week? So normally, uh, every week, we, uh, me and some of my friends, we play Dungeons and Dragons. I know it's a nerd alert. Nerd uh, alert. But it's been a really lovely way for me and my friends to be able to keep up, um, even though we're all in different places. Um, and this week, my brother, who is the dungeon master, um, could not be there um but the rest of us just kind of still took the time to hang out and it's been you know how like zoom hangouts are just too much a lot yeah. of the time at yeah. this point it was just like a very natural we just all hung out and we're not like Aww. it's not a group of people who were friends before this there's like pockets of friends it. yeah but we all kind of came together through this thing um and so it was just really nice to just like talk about our lives and vent and joke and like yeah. just laugh and that was that was really lovely oh that's so sweet yeah paula did you have an earnest moment this week okay so this is this is a little baby earnest moment but um uh, okay so my favorite thing in the world is um i really love the new york times crossword puzzles but more than that step up there is a column about the new york times crossword puzzle in the new york times and it's <laughs> A hundred percent delightful. It talks about the theme of the crossword. It gives you a couple like, um, like it gives you a couple answers, but in fun ways, like it'll be like, this is the 87th time that emu has been used. Or like, this is the first time that this word has ever been used in a crossword. It's very delightful. And, um, there was one on Tuesday that I really liked. And I, um, the, the two people who made it, had put like um, in the column, they get to share a sentence or two about like the development of the podcast or the crossword. crossword. And uh, I added them on Twitter because they were like, follow us on Twitter. I did. And the the woman who made it and I have just been chit-chatting on Twitter all week. Really? Yes. That's so sweet. Isn't that really cute? That is really cute. If you have earnest moments of the week, if you have suggestions, if you just want to interact with us and chit chat over the week, you can do so at on social at being earnest pod. We're there on all social, or you can email us at being earnest pod at gmail.com. Yes. Thank you as always to Ryan Cruz for our beautiful logo. You can follow her on Instagram at, at RB Cruiser, and it's a great 
Instagram follow. I highly recommend it. You can also follow Dylan Dutch, who made our wonderful theme song on Twitter. Another great follow. And he's at Dylan Dutch, D-O-T-E-T-C-H. And he just got a puppy. So if you're if you're looking for some good puppy content, I think he'll post some for you. Solid puppy content. And until next week, just remember that Mr. Gorbachev inherited that wall. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Have a good week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>